My friend, I am such a big believer that your mindset is everything. It can really dictate if your life has meaning, has value, and you feel fulfilled, or if you feel exhausted, drained, and like you're never going to be enough. Our brand new book, The Greatness Mindset, just hit the New York Times bestseller back-to-back weeks. And I'm so excited to hear from so many of you who've bought the book, who've read it, and finished it already, and are getting incredible results from the lessons in the book. If you haven't got a copy yet, you'll learn how to build a plan for greatness through powerful exercises and toolkits designed to propel your life forward. This is the book I wish I had when I was 20, struggling, trying to figure out life. 10 years ago, at 30, trying to figure out transitions in my life, and the book I'm glad I have today for myself. Make sure to get a copy at lewishouse.com slash 2023mindset to get your copy today. Again, lewishouse.com slash 2023mindset to get a copy today. Also, the book is on Audible now, so you can get it on audiobook as well. And don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. A human right. being is a possibility that needs to be nurtured, mm. not raised. Yeah. Life is a possibility. Will mm-hmm. you allow your children to explore that possibility or do you want to make them like concrete blocks that they come out in a particular shape, raised in a certain way? No, this is not the way to handle humanity. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off your next 12 pack head to amazon and use promo code 20 pure leaf that's promo code 20 p-u-r-e-l-e-a-f for 20 percent off sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential capella university's game-changing flex path format helps you learn at your own pace and fit earning a degree into your life From before you enroll to after you graduate you'll be supported by people who are invested in your success so you can pursue your goals, knowing that help is available if you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Welcome to today's special episode. Over the last 1,300 plus episodes, there have been so many impactful interviews that I've been lucky enough to have, and I always like to reflect on some of the most powerful. And this episode was one that resonated with most of you guys in the past, and I'm excited for the value it's going to bring you today as well. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. 
The one and only Sadhguru in the house. Good to see you, sir. Very grateful to be here with you. Our second time together, first time in person together. Very excited <laughs> about this. People loved our last interview. I think it got over a million views and uh, has impacted so many lives. So we're very grateful for, for you and the work that you do, the inner work that you've done to help so many people. And you've got a new book called Karma, A Yogi's Guide to Crafting Your Destiny. And coming from the Midwest in Ohio, I grew up hearing the word karma saying that if you do something bad, <laughs> then bad things are coming for you. And you talk about in the book that it, it, not necessarily that case. Can you define karma for the uneducated person like myself on what karma truly yeah, I thought that was my title. <laughs> You're stealing that from me. <laughs> Uneducated guru is what people say, and now you're saying you're uneducated uh, Human. <laughs> interviewer. <laughs> anyway, about uh, if you do bad things, bad things will come for you. This has been the way of the world. You don't need the word karma for that, because people have been trying to control people, mm. either with fear or guilt. This has been the basis of a whole lot of things happening in the world. If you do this, you will go to hell, if you do that, you will go to heaven, otherwise here itself it will happen to you, whatever. Or there is somebody up there with a stick waiting and they will whack you, uh, all these kind of things. Essentially, you're trying to manage humanity, control humanity with uh, fear or guilt. Yeah. Fear and guilt, I see particularly in the Western world, is like enormous, it is in the psyche of people in such a big way. Well, karma is not about fear, karma is not about guilt, karma is about liberation. It is about freedom. Because you're a composite, as you sit here, you're a composite of various memories within you. Yes. It goes back, it goes way back, but let's start with amoeba in recent times. Okay. From amoeba to now, the whole evolutionary process in some way is recorded in this body. Otherwise, this body would be confused every other day whether this is human or not. This is one hundred percent clear that this is human, this is evolutionary memory, always there. Mm -hmm. There is genetic memory, there is karmic memory, there is articulate, inarticulate, uh, you know, unconscious, subconscious and conscious memories. Right now when we say memory, people think only of their conscious memory which is less than one percent of their actual memory. So the things they actually remember in their mind, the conscious memory. Yes. That is less than one percent of the actual memory. See, for example, I can give you a thousand examples like this which are manifesting in everybody's life. So the simple thing is this, uh, let's say five hundred years ago, how your great-great-great-grandfather was, you don't remember for mm, sure. No. But his nose is sitting on your face probably. Right. My ears are his ears, yeah. Yeah, many things. Yeah. Even the color of the skin and the texture of the skin, everything. So the minutest details of what happened to your forefathers a million years ago still living with you right now. Wow. It is living with you right now. Now all these memories, a composite or an amalgamation of all these complex memories is what you call as myself. What you call as myself consciously, maybe just a small part of that, but that small part is happening because of this massive memory that is there. In, uh, I, uh, you know, like in uh, India, we have in the yogic culture, we have this word called vasana. 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 Vasana literally means smell. 
Yes. So we say your personality is just your smell. See, right now you walk there, there is jasmine. Mm -hmm. You recognize the jasmine by its fragrance. You'll recognize filth by its stink. Mm -hmm. So we recognize your personality, personality by your vasana. What kind of vasana or what kind of smell is coming out of you right now depends on what kind of stuff have you gathered. Mm. So now karma means to understand that there is all kinds of things. Because when it comes to memory, you have no choice what to keep and what not to keep. You can't, you can't erase memory. You cannot. If you no matter how hard you try. Try and see. <laughs> what you try to forget will be foremost in your mind. Amplified, yeah. <laughs> Whatever you think you should not remember. So always people tell me, Sadhguru, my memory is bad. I say, just try to forget it. You see, you will remember it always. Right. It's simple. Mm. So because this is the nature of the mind, you cannot... There is no subtraction and division in your mind. There mm. is only addition and multiplication. Mm. Whatever you try to do, it'll be one more. If you try hard, it'll multiply. Mm. This is the nature of your mind. So, what is there in your memory is not your choice. Whatever you see, it's all recorded. Whatever you hear, everything recorded. Whatever you smell, taste, touch, every perception that you have is recorded within you. You have no choice what to record. Here there is a flower which is beautiful, let me just record that. There there is filth, I don't want to record that, there's mm -hmm. no such thing. Everything gets recorded. So if all this is there, how do I live clean? How do I live happy? How do you eliminate the waste, the trash? You don't have to eliminate the waste. Waste is very valuable. Huh. If you know, right now in this garden, they buy waste at a very, you know, a very exorbitant price mm -hmm. because their waste goes into the public system. They have to buy waste from somewhere. <laughs> they have to buy filth. To fertilize. Yes. Yeah. So whether you turn your filth into a fertilizer, Mm. Or you smear it on your face and walk around, that's your choice. Mm. This is why karma. So what kind of karma happened in my life till this moment is not always my choice. So many things have happened. But what kind of karma I perform right now in this moment is one hundred percent my choice. Mm -hmm. Will I use this filth as manure and blossom into a wonderful fragrance or will I smear it around me and walk around with filth? This yeah. is the choice everybody has. When unpleasant things happen to us, which happens to everybody in some way, if you're living in the world, I'm saying, mm -hmm. unless you drop from somewhere else. Right. If you're living in this world, so many unpleasant things happen. Now, with these unpleasant things, do you become wise or do you become wounded? This is a choice. Mm. To exercise this choice, there must be a little space. When I say a little space, where is your memory stored? People think here, your brain has very little memory, <laughs> okay? Every cell in the body carries a trillion times more memory than your entire brain. Every yes. cell in the body? Every cell in the body. Because if I take one cell from you, we can, uh, you know, create you completely uh -huh. in a lab. That means what? Well, your parents, your father and mother gave you only one cell each. They were not very generous. <laughs> <laughs> Only one cell each. See, a whole man came out of it. Yeah. So in that one cell, all this memory, head to toe, everything was there, isn't it? Yeah. No mistake. Texture of the hair, texture of the skin, the nails, the works, every detail 
to the minutest detail, was it packed in that one cell or no? Yeah. Yes. So every cell in your body carries a trillion times more memory wow. than your entire brain carries. Wow. So if you do not use that, if you just use one part of your body, then everything seems to be stressful, everything seems to be a struggle. Today everybody complaining about everything, everything is stressful. You are a toddler, you have stress of uh, diapers. You are a teenager, you have hormonal stress. Mm -hmm. Your middle age, you have crisis. Your old age, <laughs> geriatric stress. Right. All right, <laughs> which is not stress, entire life is stress. Tell them, okay, you die. Oh, that is enormous stress. Mm. So this is not because there is something wrong with anybody's life. It's simply because it's like, you have a car, it's supposed to go on four wheels. Try to drive on one, okay, one may look like too much, try to drive on two, well, within ten miles your tires will burst. Because too much stress on one point, other things are not being used. This all that's happening to human beings. Are we stressing our minds too much? See, when we say mind, see again, you, your hand went almost Brain. here. Are we stressing our minds? Mm -hmm. No, there is an entire… there is a mind across this body. What mm. is it that you call as a mind? A certain combination of memory and intelligence is mind, isn't so it? So our whole body is mind? Yes. In yoga, we see physical body, mental body, energetic body, etheric body, bliss body like this, everything is body. Because it is right across, it is not in any one place. Only intellectual activity is here, mm -hmm. okay? Right now, because modern societies, particularly Western societies, have become such slaves of their intellect, because of that, they think everything is here. Right. Intellect works only with the data that you have gathered. You cannot function beyond your data. Mm. That means you will remain so small, because even if you've read the libraries on this planet, what you know in terms of data is minuscule compared to what this cosmos is. With that minuscule, you think you're very intelligent because you're analyzing and processing. Anyway, all these people who think they're intellectually very smart are going to feel dumb, stupid in the next five years because your phone will be far more smarter than you. Hmm. Already people are calling it a smartphone. See, why would you call somebody or something smart? Only because it's smarter than you, right? Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise you wouldn't, <laughs> all right. So right now, too much dependence on intellect because our education systems are crafted like uh -huh. this, not exploring other dimensions of intelligence at all. See, intellect, if I ask you this simple question, would you like your intellect to be sharp or blunt? Choose, choose quickly, I'm going sharp. to bless you. Yes. Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, intellect is like a knife. If you want to dissect something, it's very good. Yeah. So, now the only instrument that you have is a knife in your hand. Mm. You want to stitch your clothes. If you stitch your clothes with the knife, what will happen? You will be in tatters. Right. This is what is happening to people's lives. They are trying to fix everything mm. with their intellect. The harder they try, the more tatters they have become. Mm -hmm. With all this education, tell me, uneducated people are more unhappy or educated people are more unhappy? in the world. It depends what type of education. No, generally illiterate people in the rest of the world, tribes and this and that, even in India, many, many people. I, whenever I visit, um, I go to Guatemala almost every year and I visit small villages and the kids seem so happy. Yeah. 
Seems because so they didn't go to school like me. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have much, but they have family, they have community. What do you mean they, they don't have much? I mean, they don't have much in terms they of the material They are not environmentally world. disastrous. That's right, what you're saying. Right, exactly, yeah. They don't have a lot in the material side of things, but they have a lot in their hearts, richness, connection, community, love, and they seem very happy. Uneducated people or illiterate people are happier than the educated people. With education, your life should have become better, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, they're becoming unhappy simply because they only have sharpened their knife. Mm. And a sharp knife in your hand and you're unconscious, you're cutting yourself all the time. All the time cutting yourself. That's you don't need any outside help. <laughs> you can stab yourself. Yes. So people come to me and say, Sadhguru, my boss is horrible, my mother-in-law, she's not even human, my wife, <laughs> she's such a pain, my husband like this. I say, you come here to the yoga center, I'll make sure your boss, mother-in-law, wife, husband, nobody enters this place, just you. I'll give you a nice place to live, good food to eat, nothing to do. Just be happy, that's all. Yeah. You must be just joyful. I'll make random checks on you. If I find you unhappy or miserable, then I won't feed you because I don't believe in feeding misery. <laughs> hmm. If you remain joyful, I will feed you for the rest of your life and take care of you like you're my prized guest. But if you show misery, we won't feed you. Well, you leave them in one room for twenty-four <laughs> hours you will see in how many ways they'll twist themselves out is unbelievable. <laughs> because when you're alone, if you're miserable, obviously you're in bad company, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm with you, I'm miserable. I think it's because of this guy I'm miserable, oh. this guy I'm miserable. I'm sitting here alone and miserable. Now who? Right. <laughs> who? Who is causing misery? <laughs> how do we get out of that though? No, essentially one must understand human experience is caused from within, not from outside. Right. What we do, arrangements we do outside in the form of home, family, automobile, this, that, these are arrangements to facilitate our activity. They are not going to make you happy or unhappy, but right now, the car sellers are telling you, only if this is joy, this mo this car... I'm sorry, I'm not against any brand. I like <laughs> the brand. They say, this car is joy. Another somebody else says, this car is love. Oh, all the best. This is power, this is, yeah. <laughs> power is okay, car has power. <laughs> but where is love extruding from the engine mm. or joy extruding from the engine, all right? Power, all right. Mm -hmm. But right now, if you, uh, you know, this is something I've been noticing, it's only in recent times, probably last ten, fifteen years. If you look at any car advertisement, I look at every advertisement, whether they're selling an automobile or a machine or a crane or an earth mover, because I'm interested in anything that works, mm -hmm. not that I'm going to buy them. So when I look at it, car ads, nobody's telling you what's the engine, what's the transmission, what's the power, what's the torque, nothing. They're talking about the leather, they're talking about the wood paneling, mm -hmm. they're talking about the stereo. Are you buy you buying a sitting room? <laughs> <laughs> you want to buy a drawing room or do you want a car? Mm. If I want a car, I would look at the engine, how it is made, what does it do? Right. No, nothing. Only... Why is that? Because they're buying a car for neighbors and we. They're not buying a car because they're allowed to drive a good machine. Yeah. It's always about being better than somebody else. 
Why do we obsess over that in general? And is that mostly in America or do you see that all no, the world? No, no, it's everywhere. Uh, America kind of setting the, you know, path breaking. The, the standard. <laughs> We're the best at trying to be the best. <laughs> so this is uh, unfortunate cultivation that is happening from kindergarten. Hmm. If you are going to school, what your parents will say? You must be number one. Uh -huh. If you are number one, what about all the other thirty, forty kids who are there? They must be below you. They're losers. They're losers. Mm -hmm. So your joy is only in other people failing. Mm -hmm. When your joy is about other people's misery, that's not joy, that is sickness. Whew. Right now, whole world is invested in this. It's not just America. America kind of displaced it like that. Not that it's not there everywhere in the, else in the world, everywhere it's there. But here it's being shamelessly displayed, they are a little shy everywhere, rest of the world, but still yeah. they got it. Yeah. <laughs> what, would, what would the world look like if we chose to lift everyone up and celebrate other people succeeding or, or being happy or whatever it looks like for them to succeed, what would the world look like? See, uh, I see in America everybody keeps talking about family, family, family. But you've forgotten just as a, maybe a century ago, yeah. Maybe a century ago or even seventy years ago or fifty years ago, if you said family, it meant crime. Why? Well, because the families were running the crime, you know. Oh, wow. The Cosa Nostra. The family crime, gotcha. They, they always refer to crime as family. Mm. Because family is a crime. Really? <laughs> Let me come to that. I know <laughs> this will get me into trouble. Let, let me come to, to me. See, there is only one crime and there's only one evil in the world that is limited identity. Dep how much crime you will commit simply depends on how empowered you are. Say one more time, how much crime you... Commit simply depends on how empowered you are. How empowered yeah. you are. Yeah. So do if I want to be... If you are highly empowered and your identity is very limited, you will do terrible things. So the most important thing is to enhance or to expand one's identity. How do we do that? See, for example, it traditionally in the yogic culture in India, before we start education for a child, the first and foremost thing is that he must take a cosmic identity. A cosmic identity. Yes, what he has it? to take that. What is that? What does that look like? So if I'm a child, and, yes. and you're teaching so me this. So the thing is, one thing is there is a, a mantra which says that, that he has to say it again and again. He has to look at the sky and say it, he look at the earth and say it, look at the air and say it, look at the fire and say it, all the elements of water mm. and say it, because these are all the comp composition of the uh, mm. cosmos. You look at empty space and say it, you look at water and say it, you look at fire and say it, you look at the earth and say it, so that you understand your identity is limitless. Why this is being oh, done wow. is… Why this is being done is, education is seen as an empowerment. You should not empower a person who has a limited identity because he will cause havoc. I'll take the worst example which will get me into trouble. Sure. See, everybody talks about, you're not even supposed to mention this name, Adolf Hitler. Uh -huh. Well, many people have been there who caused enormous pain to other human beings. Mm -hmm. But I don't think anybody managed to organize it, mechanize it and really deliver it like a factory of misery, mm -hmm. like this man did, right. all right? It's a factory, Yeah. literally a factory of misery, manufacturing misery. 
properly organized. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really wanna say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. Too. in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. But do you think there aren't thousands or hundreds and thousands of people with the same mindset in the world? Absolutely. They are. Only thing is they're not empowered like him. Competence is the only thing that's lacking. Tyranny is there in people's mind. They're as much tyrants as Adolf Hitler. You may find them in your school teacher, you may find them in your parents, you may find them all around you in your neighborhood. Only fortunately, they're not as potent as that man. That man is super competent. That is what the problem. So right now, human competence becomes a terrible problem simply because you have a limited identity. Mm. So you invest your identity in a family, you invest your identity in a community, race, religion, nationality. Your relationships, tell, your... Tell yeah. me, in the name of nations, in the name of race, in the name of religions, in the name of communities, how much terrible... how many terrible things have we done in this world? It's still happening today. No, the most terrible... leave what's happening today. Just look back in the last oh, yeah. hundred years. All for someone's identity, pride, country, yes. city state, religion, all these uh, things. How... You just take 20th century, okay? Yeah. One century past, 21st century is just progressing now. 20th century, take it. In the name of race, what all have we done to each other? Yeah. In the name of religion, what all have we done to each other? In the name of nationality, what all have we done to each other? Just look back and see, we have literally killed half the po world's population in 20th century. Because of identity? Yes. 
of a philosophy, of an ideology, people have killed, all right? Right. So, limited identity and empowerment is a disaster. But we are continuously cultivating this all the time. Mm. So, I said family is crime because family is the first identity that you take. After that comes community, after that comes maybe race or religion mm -hmm. or nationality. Right now, nationality is reasonably the largest identity you're taking. Within this nation, it looks nice that you are committed as an mm -hmm. American to the well-being of America. Right. But just see who is fighting who in this world. A good Indian is fighting a good Pakistan. A good Hindu is fighting a good Muslim. A good American fighting just about anybody <laughs> Because you never fought a war here, you go out and right, fight right. all over the world, all right? Well, you will find reasons as to mm. why you fought that war mm -hmm. and the heroic nature of it. I know people who lost their lives believing that they're doing the best thing in their life, yes. But I want you to know that man that you think is horrible, that terrorist, that miscreant, mm -hmm. that uh, militant or whatever you want to call him, that guy also, like a suicide bomber, see anybody, for every human being or even for an ant, its life is precious. You try to catch him, see, he'll do everything possible to save his life. Mm -hmm. So somebody to throw away their life like this, obviously what they believe in means much more than their life. Crazy. Right? Yeah. It's not crazy. See, if they do it your way, you, it's heroic. If they do it their way, it's crazy. Mm. I'm not trying to support terrorism or something, I'm just telling you it's limited identity. Mm. Genocides have been committed because of limited identity. Nations have been raised down because of limited identity. Evil things we have done to each other on individual level simply because of limited identity. So this is what yoga means. Yoga means union. Mm. That means you consciously obliterated the boundaries of your individual nature and your experience of life expanded. Once you sit here and you experience everything around you as a part of yourself, after that you do not need any morality, you do not need any commandments, thou shall not cut that tree, thou shall not kill this man, thou shall not rob this. This is meaningless to you mm. when you have experienced something as a part of yourself. So, the entire system of yoga, I'm, when I say yoga, I mean yoga, all right? Not the yoga that's happening in Los Angeles studios. <laughs> I have nothing right, against right. them, but I'm saying we've reduced it to right. something it's just to build one an identity aspect. around. Yes. Yeah. Uh, twisting and turning your body, it's good for you. You'll become flex flexible and maybe healthy. That's good for you. But I want you to understand, would you not wish that Adolf Hitler was a sick man instead of a healthy man? I would not wish that, yeah. I, w I wish he was a healthy man. Huh? I would wish he was a healthy man. He was healthy, that's the problem I'm saying. You wish he was uh, a sick man? Yeah, would you, wouldn't you be oh, you happy mean... if he got cancer at oh, 25 I see what I see what and he wouldn't kill all these people, wouldn't set up this factory? <sighs> yeah, I wish they wouldn't have died. So yeah. I'm saying health becomes a curse, really? competence becomes a curse, individual uh, intelligence becomes a curse. Why? Because you have limited identity. Mm. It's in that context I said, Family is crime. Family is a wonderful place where people are supporting each other. Like mm -hmm. you said, is it not important if you create a world where everybody is supporting each other to do their best? Well, that's happening in the family, that's the most beautiful aspect of the family. But why is it only limited to those four people mm. or five people or whatever? What should, what should families 
start to reconsider about their unity, their, their connection? How could they expand it to something greater than just the family of four or six in this home, living uh, this way? I don't know if you've heard, even political leaders in India, for example, wherever our Prime Minister goes to United Nations, he will say, Vasudevaka Kutumbakam. This means, the world is my family. Uh -huh. It's a chant that always he says, the world is our family. Uh, because this has to be inculcated from childhood, that your identity is not about a few people who are born around you or people, a couple of people who bore you. Your identity <laughs> is the air that you breathe, is your identity. Yeah. This is your life. Yeah. So if you identify with the air that you breathe, what is it that's not you and what is it that's you? Everything's you. Yes. If everything is you, your intelligence is a boon. Your competence is a boon. Is, a, is a what? Your intelligence, your competence, your capabilities, everything is a gift to the world. Right. But if your identity is small, all the wonderful things that human being has becomes a curse. Mm. See, right now, our intelligence, so much science, technology we developed. But the cutting edge of science and technology always goes into military equipment, isn't it? First, at least. Mm -hmm. Many of these things will never come to you on the street, it's always there, all right? Only when every other nation has, maybe then it'll come to you. Sure, sure. <laughs> Till then, it's just kept there. Mm -hmm. So our intelligence is going into destructive force. Why? Limited identity. But right now, can I just open up the borders of this nation and say, I love everybody? We are not there. Right. We are not it there. The world is not it there. We cannot do that, all right? We still need nationality. We still need all these things. But we can hold it little lightly. Uh -huh. We don't have to hold it like it is absolute. It is not absolute, it's something that we have done. Our idea of family is our making, our idea of community is our making, our idea of race, religion, everything is our making, our idea of nationality is our making. So don't treat it like it's an absolute. What would happen if we opened up every border in every country? See, that would be possible only if there was no economic disparity. Hmm. If there was no economic disparity, there were no national boundaries about two centuries ago. People mm. could walk wherever they want. There were no visas and passports anywhere because economically, reasonably, everybody was in the... What about race, though? Would people be, you know... Well, India, India is a classic example. Mm. If, you, if you travel from north to south, every 50 kilometers, people will look different. Mm. They dress different, they talk different, and they eat different. Every... every few kilometers, you will see people are different and we have no problem. That's what... that's how it would have been. Yeah. Only because you protected yourself for too long, now race seems to be one big issue, right? Mm. But the money disparity, you think, is it the is challenge? It is the economic yeah. disparity which is difficult to handle. Yeah. Right now, if you take away the boundaries of this country, maybe half the world, it will be right here in the United States. And that will not be a solution mm. because you will become poor. <laughs> right. Okay? Right. United States will be poverty-ridden mm. if that happens. But if you uh, totally wall yourself out, then also you will become poor in a different way. So this has to be... First thing is, if your identity is little flexible, you will do things judiciously as it's necessary for the situation. An appropriate action. Not... our actions are never ever absolute. Our actions are just about being appropriate to the situations in which we exist. Yeah. 
if there's some parents watching or listening and they're like, wow, this is very eye-opening. I've never thought of it this way. They've always raised their kids a certain way. Their kids are between... So this, this word, this is a word that I hear very often in United States. We don't hear this in India. <laughs> I was raised this way. Yeah. People say, I was raised Catholic, I was raised Jewish, I was raised Baptist, I was raised this way. See, you don't raise human beings, you only raise cattle. <laughs> a human right. being is a possibility that needs to be nurtured, mm. not raised yeah. in a particular way. So you are raising people in a certain way because you are already committed to something that you think is absolute. Wow. Nothing is absolute. Life is a possibility. Will mm -hmm. you allow your children to explore that possibility or do you want to make them like concrete blocks that they come out in a particular shape, raised in a certain way? No, this is not the way to handle humanity. So, say these parents are hearing this and they want to nurture their children in a different way. Yes, the first thing they must do is... Yeah, but they've been taught something their whole uh, lives. They can do their prayers as they know it, but let them know that it's not absolute. Mm -hmm. They can sing their national anthem with pride, wonderful. Let them know it's not absolute. Mm. Let them also teach them a two lines of global anthem, if not cosmic anthem, one global anthem which includes every life's well-being. Mm. Every child should sing this in every school. A global anthem? Yes, we need to make a global anthem. Yeah. I'm singing Indian anthem with great uh, fervor and mm. you're singing American anthem. What does it mean? Next moment we get an opportunity, we're going to pull out each other's eyeballs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not because you're bad or I'm bad, because I'm Indian and you're American, mm. all right? <laughs> right. So global anthem. We need a global anthem for sure. Today, technology has many ways made national boundaries meaningless, all right? People are sitting in India and working in America mm. right now, whole lot of people. Sitting in India and walking in America? Working in America. Working in, oh yeah. Yeah, they're getting paid, yeah. You pick up a phone, the Indian <laughs> guy is practiced American accent and he's <laughs> speaking from Bangalore. <laughs> right, right, yeah. So when national boundaries, borders have become so porous, it's time to work towards that. It's not, see, tomorrow morning if you open up all the borders, there'll be disaster. Yeah. We must know these things we made at certain times for certain conveniences. It is not absolute. The lines that we have drawn on this planet are not absolute. <clears throat> we just made it for certain convenience. Yeah. It's time to relax it. See, one great example that's happened in the world is Europe. They fought as bitterly as they fought World War One, World War Two. Did anybody think Germany and France will share open borders? No. Hello? In 1944, would you believe that? No. See, today they have open borders. No. I don't see this as a a geopolitical whatever, in a way it's an evolution of human consciousness itself. They might have done it for economic reasons, political mm -hmm. reasons, but still there is human consciousness involved in this because that's not easy after fighting such bitter wars when that generation is still alive. You yeah. opened your borders to each other, trusted each other, is not a small thing to do. Yeah. We need to make that happen in the world everywhere. Mm -hmm. But for this, we need a reasonable level of economic parity. Otherwise, you cannot do it.
can't do it. One of the things I feel very grateful for in my childhood, my father, we didn't have a lot of money growing up to travel to other places outside of Ohio, but I had seven exchange students from around the world live with us for six months at a time mm -hmm. from Brazil and Japan and Germany and France and Philippines. Nobody came from India. No one from India. See, otherwise no. they would have taken you back. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I felt very fortunate as a five-year-old until I was about 12, having yeah, these cultures come. That is a very wonderful thing to and, do. And learn the language, yes. learn the food, learn about because their you beliefs. Because see, when you live just in a limited atmosphere, you don't know how horribly prejudiced you become. You mm. never realize that. You think you're doing fine. Right. You become horribly prejudiced. I'm sure even Adolf Hitler is thinking he's fine. Mm -hmm. He thinks he's fine. Mm -hmm. That's why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm saying the extreme example. Right. <laughs> even he thinks he's doing fine. Right. Only the wrong thing he did was he lost the war. If he had won the war, whole world would have said what he's done is fine. Right. Please know that. It's a horrific thing. Do you think someone who's doing that feels a sense of guilt? No. No, no. Like when they're taking another life no. and they're seeing someone in pain? See, ev see every nation is taking somebody else's life, mm. isn't it? Every nation? Yes, every nation is, isn't yeah. it? But I mean an individual, one, one person. See, nation means it's individuals who act on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an American pilot who drops the bomb, it's an American sni sniper who p pulls the trigger, mm -hmm. all right, mm -hmm. but he believes he's doing it for the country. Right. So he won't feel any guilt. Even the terrorist who is right now, which we think is absolutely unreasonable and insane, that guy thinks he's doing the right thing, mm -hmm. he's doing God's work, not a simple thing. <laughs> he feels great pride in what he's doing. So this is why I'm saying it's a limited identity. Mm. It is not that somebody is bad, somebody is good. The moment you have limited identity, you are a crime. Mm. It's just that whether your crime is recognized in the law as a crime or not is a subjective thing. But you are a crime. Right now I sit here, my identity is with myself. I'm interested in the well-being of this. I don't care a damn what happens to this. So this is a crime. I may not shoot you with a gun, but I'm committing a crime because I don't care what happens to you. Mm. The moment in some way you forsake your humanity, I don't care means I have forsaken my humanity. It is a crime. Will I cause enormous damage or small damage simply depends on how competent I am. So how competency yeah. becomes a curse. The more Com competent you are, the, yes, more, the yes, more you can hurt yes. and harm. Your intelligence and competence in so being a solution becomes a problem. Isn't that what is happening in the world today? Mm -hmm. So where does karma fit in <laughs> around people that are acting to harm or to not support someone else's well-being or the things around them? How does karma See, fit in? all your identity is only from your memory, isn't it? How are you an American? You remember that mm. you were born in America. Yes. Suppose I erase your memory. Are you American? Suppose what? I erase your memory. Oh. Am I an American? Yeah. I don't know. No. So how does your family identity come? How does your racial identity come? Everything is by memory, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Now karma means this accumulated massive amount of memory. Now, will you stand above that? Is This is the stage for our life. 
this karmic background is like a platform. If you create s enough <laughs> surface tension in this, you can stand on it and do your fresh act today. But if your feet sink into it like quicksands, then you are just a victim of your memory. Right now, the person that you think is a racist is a victim of his memory. Right. The person that you think is a terrorist is a victim of his memory. Mm -hmm. The person who is a suicide bomber is a victim of his memory because he remembers what has been taught to him, all right? If he loses his memory, he's a fine guy. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yes. So right now, you don't have to lose your memory. Where is your memory? Your memory is in your body and what you call as your mind, which is all one, yes. all right? This is hardware, that is software. <laughs> sure, sure. So this software, you wrote it unconsciously through various incidents, experiences, your own perception according to your intelligence. You wrote your own kind of software unconsciously. It's written by you, but unconsciously. There have been cases where people have sleepwalked and committed a murder. Even the judiciary thinks that is not worth punishing. They don't punish them, even though they committed murder, sleepwalking. As far as the act is concerned, somebody died, they lost their life, not a small thing. But this man was sleeping. So that man doesn't get punishment because he was sleepwalking, all right? Mm -hmm. He could have even killed himself in his sleepwalking, it's possible. Right. But instead he killed somebody else. So essentially, you're unconscious, so you're not punishable because you're less than a child, I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But the important thing is to become conscious, where is your memory? It's in the body, it's in the mind. If you create a little distance between you and your body, between you and your mind, this is the end of your karma. The end of your karma? Yes. The karmic influence, I mean to say. Karma is still there. Yes. Karma is the richness of your life, okay? If you have no karma, you will be a bimbo, <laughs> right? All right? There is karma, there's the more rich and vibrant the karma is, the better. Only thing is, is it your platform to dance upon or is it a quicksand that sucks you in? Mm. Most human beings right now are only suffering their memory, isn't it? Yeah. This moment they're not suffering. What happened yesterday they're suffering. What happened ten days ago they're suffering. Why what happened twenty-five years ago they're still suffering. When they hold on to the thought, the memory. See, it is not their choice. To think about the thought. They don't have to. They're identified with the situations in which they were. Now it makes them suffer. Today we know that a whole lot of diseases that people are suffering are psychosomatic. It does not mean they're always thinking about it, but it's working, the memory is working, yeah. depending on how strongly you're identified. Let's say you're strongly identified with your family structure. Now, something happened in your family which is not pleasant, something very unpleasant happened, let's say. Now, you don't have to every day think about it. Slowly your face will become like this. <laughs> A lot of people, just see. Because the memory is working from inside, you, it doesn't even ask your permission. It doesn't ask, ask your permission, should I come or go? It just works on every cell in your body, slowly you lose your vibrancy. Mm -hmm. What was a vibrant, exuberant person slowly becomes like this. This has happened to more than seventy-five percent of the population. Right. When they were five, six years of age, how joyful and exuberant lives they were. Mm -hmm. By the time they're thirty, they're like this. What is their problem? 
What is their problem? Is somebody poking them? No, because their karma is overtaking them. Range Rover Sport leads by example. Picture this, assertive on-road performance meets commanding all-terrain capability. That's the third-generation Range Rover Sport, which is the most desirable, advanced, and dynamically capable one yet. This vehicle redefines sporting luxury, offering an instinctive drive with engaging on-road dynamics and effortless composure. Now available in sleek, new stealth pack, Carpathian gray exterior wrapped in satin protective film with black accents and black brake calipers. Inside the Range Rover Sport, advanced cabin technologies like active noise cancellation and cabin air purification offer new levels of comfort and refinement. And let's not forget about the award-winning Pivi Pro infotainment system. Enjoy a dynamic drive and total comfort with optional 22-way adjustable heated and ventilated electric memory front seats with massage function. Wow, that's like a spa day while on the go. Design your Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So, the entire process of this book is step-by-step -step way of standing above your karma on the richness of your memory because you can convert this memory into manure and you can blossom upon that. Ooh. Because what happened yesterday, you cannot change. What is happening today, you can only experience. What is tomorrow, you have to create. Mm. When you have... I mean, you've, you've experienced some bad things in the past, right? Some harmful things, some challenges, pain, you've, you've felt these things, right? In no. the past? You people, people try to do lots of bad things and they're still doing lots of them. Every day, a whole bunch of people abuse me, people that I've never met, they have enormous hatred for me. Because, you know, like today what I've said, a whole lot of people will hate me for this, yeah. do you know? Yeah. Because their identities are shaken they have created false sense of identity upon which they are standing, shaking. They know if this is gone, they have nothing to live for. They need to understand there is a life beyond identities. Identities are created for purpose of action in a given situation. It is none of our identities, identities are absolute. See, first of all, we need to understand, mm. before you and me came here, countless number of people walked this planet. Where are they? All topsoil, part of the manure in this garden. Yes or no? Yes. You and me, what will we be in hundred years' time? Same thing. Same thing, unless your friends fear, you may raise from the dead and bury you real deep, <laughs> so no roots can get to you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, 
So, we are just a small pop-up in time, but we are thinking too much of ourselves. Yeah. Because we are… we attached too much self-significance to ourselves, because of that, our identities have risen beyond absurd limitations. Can identities be good at all? Can See, having an identity be good? Without identity, you cannot function in the world. Right now, this is me, that's you. If this identity is not there, if you ask me a question, <laughs> I will look like this. What's the point of that? No uh -huh. activity is possible without identity. The important thing is to… it's like wearing your clothes. Right now, these are my clothes. See, mm -hmm. I wear loose clothes, yeah. so that always you're aware this is my clothing, this is not me. Mm. Suppose I wear skin-tight nylon clothes, after some time I don't know which is my clothing, which is my skin. So that's all the thing is, do you have a space between you mm. and what you have created or are you stuck with it? That's the important thing. If you're stuck with it, you will do crazy things, thinking you're doing good things. If you're held, held on to the identity, if you're attached to it? Uh, it will wrap you up. <laughs> Once you create it and leave it, right. it will just wrap you up unless yeah. you're conscious. Sure. So if you can see, this is the entire inner engineering process we are offering, it's just mm -hmm. this. If you do this practice which we call a Shambhavi, if you sit here, your body is here, your mind is out there, what is you is elsewhere. Once there is a little space between you and your body, between you and your mind, this is it. Mm. One thing is there's no suffering within you anymore, because suffering happens only two ways, physical suffering, mental suffering. Do you know any other kind of suffering? Not once there is a, once there is a little distance, this is the end of suffering. And above all, this is the end of all identity. And how do you distance the suffering? You don't distance the suffering, you distance yourself from your own body and your mind. This is what the practice is about. How to distance means this. See, right now there are life energies. See, when you were a five-year-old child, how much were you identified with your body? I'm trying to remember a five-year-old child. Um, how much do I identify as my body? Mm. I think I was probably exploring my body, trying to not run around. Not at five, you were not exploring any body. Uh, uh, my body? I think I was like <laughs> running and jumping and I That's was like it. being active. You were, you were using it, but playing. you were not identifying yeah. it because every day it's changing, you can't even identify with right, it. Right, right. Yes. Your identity with the body got strengthened when you became an adolescent. Okay. That is when, when hormones started gotcha. poisoning your mind. <laughs> when your hormones hijacked your intelligence, yeah. suddenly you lost your sense of who you are. Yeah. Otherwise, you as a life were far more exuberant than your body can ever be. Mm -hmm. Yes or no? Yes. When a child laughs, when a child jumps, when a child does these things, I'm still like this. <laughs> I'm saying, you will see Body is just a thing to use, yeah. he's not that, just a, that's yeah. not the prime thing. The same was true with your intellect and your mind also, isn't it, when you were a child? Mm. So now... You're curious, you're exploring, you're... Yes, because it was changing and growing. You're questioning everything. You... Yeah. you real... you... you... not that you consciously realize, but you know this is not it, because your exuberance is beyond that. If you keep your exuberance of life like that today, very clearly you know what is you, what is your body, what is your mind. Mm. When I say what is you, let us not give a definition to that, but your body we can define. It's a defined physical form. 
So we can define this. How did this happen? Just the food that you've eaten, isn't it? Mm. It's a heap of food. Right. What you call as my mind is a heap of impressions. Mm. What you gather, whatever you gather can be yours, but can never ever be you, isn't it? Mm. What you gather means... See, right now, this cup... It's yours, but it's not you. Yes. Your thoughts are yours, but they're not you. They're not you. Because yesterday you had one kind of thought, today you have another, tomorrow you may have different thoughts. Does the collection of your thoughts make up you? No. What makes up you? Why are you asking me? <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the problem. You want to get life into a definition. Mm. You can only define that which has distinct physical boundaries. Anything which doesn't have a physical boundary, you cannot define that, mm. isn't it? It's boundless. Don't go there, that is also a definition because that's just a word, Okay. all right? All right, boundless is a good word, but still it is just a word. People think boundless means, oh, maybe like that. Mm. Boundary means like this. No, no, that is also a boundary, isn't it? Sure, yeah. When you are a child, uh, maybe this house compound was your world. Today your world might have expanded, mm -hmm. but still it's a boundary. Right. Larger boundary, but still it's a boundary. But there is something naturally within every human being that the moment you realize you're restricted by a boundary, you want to go beyond that. Whoever you are right now, yeah. you want to be something more. Don't touch this, okay, I want to touch it. <laughs> no, no, I'm not talking about that. See, whoever you are right now, you want to be something more. Yeah. If that something more happens tomorrow, you want to be something more, isn't Wh why it? Why is that? That's what I'm saying. This is an innate longing right. within the human being because there is something within you which is not physical in nature. It doesn't like boundaries. Mm. Till you experience that, you will think you by shopping, you will expand your boundaries. By ambition, you will expand your boundaries. By conquest, you will expand your boundaries. See, always a human being is seeing how to be something more. If it finds a very basic physical expression, we call this sexuality. What sexuality means is, something that is not you, you're trying to experience as it a part of yourself. It works for a few moments, then anyway two people are separate. If it happens mentally, it is called ambition, conquest or simply shopping, mm -hmm. different people do it different <laughs> ways. If it happens on an emotional level, we call it love. What love means is somebody who is not you, you want to experience them as a part of yourself. Mm. But if you do it consciously, we call it yoga, that if you do it successfully, it's called yoga. Yoga does not mean twisting and turning, yoga means union. That means you consciously obliterated the boundaries of your individu individuality so that you experience the union with everything. This is not an idea, this is not a philosophy, this is the nature of the existence. Most people get it only when you bury them, unfortunately. Really? When Th you bury them, they understand they're part of the earth, right? Right. That also they won't understand because they, today they're burying them in a concrete box. <laughs> <laughs> right, they're creating a boundary around them. Yes, yeah. that's the worst thing to do. At least when you die, you should become part of the earth. Right. Why is it so hard for people to feel that type of love, that unity love, the conscious love in a relationship, an intimate relationship? See, this is because they're interested in the fruit, not in the root. The fruit, not the root. Yes. What's the root? 
Say right now, you want to experience love. So what will we do? Like uh, people are going about chanting this mantra, I love you, you love me, you love me, I love you, throughout the day. Because you know if you don't say it for two days, it may go away. Mm. Love does not happen because you say it. Love does not happen because you're attracted to somebody. Yes, you may feel it at certain moments. When you like something, you may also begin to love it, all right? Essentially, love means sweetness of your emotion. Sweetness of your emotions? Yes. When you have very sweet emotions, that's called love, isn't it? Uh -huh. If I have nasty emotions, that's called hate, that's <laughs> called whatever. So sweetness of your emotion, why is it that you have tied it to something that you like to eat? I love ice cream, I love this man or woman, I love this, I love that, I love car, I love Ford, I love Chevy. You know, people are talking yeah. this everywhere, <laughs> all right <laughs> So, or I love God, that's the safest thing to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because you can always claim God loves you. Mm -hmm. But if you claim this person loves me, tomorrow the guy, when it goes away, you can't say anything. Mm. But uh, this is a safe thing to do, all right? People have found various ways. I am not saying there's anything wrong with that. It's okay, you use whatever means you want to feel the sweetness of your emotion. But you must understand, it's the sweetness of your emotion. I am asking you, what happens within you? Why is it determined by somebody else? What happens mm. within you if it's determined by somebody else? This is the worst form of slavery, isn't it? when love is determined by someone else. Not only love, your happiness, your mm -hmm. joy, your peacefulness, your love, anything that happens within you, when your inner experience is determined by something or somebody, mm. that is the worst form of slavery. Yeah. But we are a free country <laughs> <laughs> So, when people are in a relationship and there seems to be a wave of joy and love and acceptance and then other days, maybe it's anger or resentment or frustration. How do we rem how do we move out of that and more into acceptance and conscious love as opposed to control or manipulation or well, you need to do this for, to make me happy? How do we e expand beyond that? See, first of all, you must decide: is your life in pursuit of happiness, or is it an expression of joy? Is it in the pursuit of happiness or expression of joy? Tell me in your life, when you're expressing your joy, was that the best moment? Or when you're pursuing happiness, no. was that the best moment? The joy. Yes. So why is it that you have not done that? Because you still believe there is joy in this tree and you can squeeze it mm. out. There is joy in this man or woman that you can squeeze it out, you mm. ring them. And then you expect relationship to be great, it will not be you ringing them out so that juice of joy will come to you or love mm. will come to you. No. Love is not something that you do, love is something that you can become, it's mm -hmm. your quality. Mm -hmm. If your mind is in a certain way, it's joyful. If your emotions are in a certain way, it's loving. This is the quality of sweetness of body. If your body becomes sweet and pleasant, it's called health and pleasure. If your mind becomes very pleasant, it's called peacefulness and joyfulness. Mm -hmm. If your emotions become pleasant, it's called love and compassion. If your very life energy becomes pleasant, it is called blissfulness and ecstasy. Only if your surroundings become pleasant, it's called success. Only to achieve success, 
you need competence, you need cooperation, you need help from other people, all right? Because without all of them cooperating, there will be no success. Mm. Right now, these guys uh, must cooperate, <clears throat> otherwise this shoot is not going <laughs> we to go well, this, yeah. <laughs> all right? <laughs> but even if these guys don't shoot well, we can still be joyful. They cannot stop us. No, we, cannot, we can be joyful, yeah. Yes, they cannot stop us. But for the shoot to go well, you, they need to cooperate. If they don't cooperate, the situation will not go well. Right. For the success of this situation, you need the cooperation of all these people. But for my body, for my mind, for my emotion and my energies to feel pleasant, I don't need anybody's cooperation, this is one hundred percent my business. Mm -hmm. So right now, to experience love within you, you're asking somebody to be in a certain way. Oh, all the best. You're going to have a trip. <laughs> uh, well, I want to acknowledge you before I ask these two final questions, or two additional questions. I want to acknowledge you for being in a journey with all of us. I think the fact that you uh, have learned so much and you want to show up every day and teach, and you want to show up and create content and offer solutions through whatever means necessary, whether it's books, courses, videos, TikTok, things you're not even a part of that you're aware that are impacting the world. I'm just appreciative and acknowledge your showing up. No, all this effort is to... Uh, because I want to live in a, a joyful, loving, yeah. exuberant world. Yeah. So I'm just trying to set the atmosphere for myself. Of course, yeah. All right? So this is not a service, this is not a mission. This is just a simple, like a dog comes, if it wants to sit down, <laughs> rearranges the rug and sits down, you know? Yeah. I'm just trying to rearrange <laughs> humanity so that I can live among joyful, exuberant, loving human beings. I love Don't it. Don't you want to? Absolutely. Yes. I'm in. So as a part of this, uh, we are working towards creating a conscious planet. Mm -hmm. uh, Louis, you must be part of that in some way. I'm trying to put together all the influencers in the world to come together, own this process, and create a conscious world, mm. because that's the only thing that's lacking. Never before in the history of humanity, any generation had these kind of conveniences, these kind of comforts, these kind of wonderful things that we have today. Never before human survival was better organized than it is today. Mm -hmm. If we don't do it now, when? Many great beings have come on this planet, but when they spoke, hardly ten people could hear. It's mm, true. Today we can sit here and talk to the entire world. When we have this, if we do not transform the world into a more loving, joyful, exuberant humanity, it simply means we don't care. Mm. I don't want to go as that. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful way of being. Uh, this question, I asked you last time, but you didn't really answer it, so I'm going to ask it again. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. This is called the three truths. And maybe you don't have an answer, and that's fine. <laughs> it's called the three truths. It's a hypothetical question. So I'd like you to imagine you get to live as long as you want to live in this physical body on this earth, but then one day you got to go. And you got to take all your work with you, all your content, your Why videos. Why would I want to take it? It's a hypothetical. It's a hypothetical. You don't, you don't, you're not going to take it, but it has to go somewhere. No one has access to it anymore. So it's got to go somewhere else, but we don't have access to your information, your content, your books. All of it's gone. For what reason? I've already it's, taken care of that. It's a hypothetical, right? <laughs> so imagine that you only get to share three final things that we would, we would have, three final lessons that this is all we would have to remember you by, your information. I call three truths. 
what would you be what would be your three truths for the world oh only three <laughs> maybe that's why you didn't answer last time but <laughs> everybody just shut up look and listen yeah really look uh-huh right now people are not looking if they look they are making their conclusions based on mm. their identities ah. they are not hearing anything yeah they are making their conclusions just shut up look and listen life is all there yeah that's one that's all that's, that's three that's, that's shut three. up is one shut up is one look and listen three i love it if you do this everything that i'm speaking will be naturally yours yeah this all i did i just shut up looked at everything absolutely investing my whole life energy in my look and investing my whole life energy in listening and that's all i know yeah and you whatever i know you will know if you just learn to look and listen but first you must shut up <laughs> i love shut it shut up means not just outside inside mm, you must shut up mm-hmm. And is the fu- a good teaching? It's great. I love it. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> a final question now. Now this is my final question. What's your definition of greatness? What is my definition of definition of greatness? If it can be defined it's not great enough for me. Mm. As I said definition means it has clear boundaries. Mhm. Well, if you can be here without any sense of boundary that's greatness. There you go. Thank you so much, Sadhguru. Appreciate it. Thank you. I hope today's episode inspired you on your journey towards greatness. Make sure to check out the show notes in the description for a rundown of today's show with all the important links. And if you want weekly exclusive bonus episodes with me as well as ad-free listening experience, make sure to subscribe to our Greatness Plus channel on Apple Podcast. If you enjoyed this, please share it with a friend over on social media or text a friend. Leave us a review over on Apple Podcast and let me know what you learned over on our social media channels at Lewis house. I really love hearing the feedback from you and it helps us continue to make the show better. And if you want more inspiration from our world-class guests and content to learn how to improve the quality of your life, then make sure to sign up for the Greatness newsletter and get it delivered right to your inbox over at greatness.com/newsletter. And if no one has told you today, I want to remind you that you are loved, you are worthy, and you matter. And now, it's time to go out there and do something great. Yeah.